0: Gents and welcome to the Controlled Interest Gamecast, episode 40, our final episode of the year. What's up, Dom?
1: Happy holidays.
0: Uh, if you guys aren't watching this on video, unfortunately Jordan isn't able to join us this week either. He's still suffering from a loss of voice. He said he's uh, striking with the voice actors. That was a nice little joke he made. But, uh, Just having a hard time talking! <laughs> yeah. Uh, so last week we actually talked about um, our predictions for next year. The last episode of the year, I wanted it to be our Game of the Year um, personal and as a group. So the way it's going to be going down in this episode is we're going to be talking about each of our individual lists for Game of the Year. And then our consensus top five for Game of the Year. Um, Yeah, so we're going to get into it. We're going to go through Jordan's list first. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to join us, but he has a list for us and we'll talk about it between Dom and I. Um, So his honorable mentions... Uh, first off, we have Telltale Batman. I didn't play this. I'm going to get around to it now that the holiday breaks on us and Episode 5 came out. Uh, you play this, Dom, so do you think this deserves to be an honorable mentions at the very least?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, this is some of Telltale's best work. Of course, I haven't played Tales from the Borderlands or Wolf Among Us, which are supposed to be pretty good as well. But this is right up there with Walking Dead for me. So.
0: Yeah, uh, next up on his honorable mentions, Witcher 3, Blood and Wenge. Technically, it's in a new game. A lot of people make the argument because there's, like, a lot of content there, and it's bigger than some games, but uh, he has Witcher 3, shocker, Uh, Jordan put something with Witcher 3 in his list. Um, I'll allow it. Yeah. I didn't play Blood and Wine yet. I haven't even finished Witcher 3 yet, but I've heard great things, so it's no surprise there. Um, I I
1: wonder uh, what the percentage of people who started that game finished it.
0: I don't know. You know? Um, (laughs) Yeah, and... Like, a lot of people made the case of, like, it's too dense, yada, yada. We've gone over that plenty of times before. For me, it was just, like, something else came out. I don't remember what, and then I never got back to it. But it's definitely a game I need to go back and finish because uh, it's it's a gorgeous game. It's super well made, and it's a shame that I haven't gone back to play it. Will I 100% it or beat it? I don't know, but I want to get back to actually playing it um, one way or the other. Um, the other two honorable mentions are on his list are two indie games. Uh, Severed from um, the guys who make Guacamelee. Um Frank. Uh, yeah, Drinkbox, I believe that is them. Okay. Yeah, um, that's the the one where it's like uh, it came out on Vita, and it's like a like a hallway or like tunnel navigation where you like move left and right and stuff like that. It looked mm-hmm. pretty interesting. A lot of people liked it a lot. Um, and Fury, which I'm not too familiar with, um, but I, it was a hit on PlayStation, I believe. A lot of people did like Fury. Um, yeah, it was a
1: free PS Plus game, I believe. Ooh. I didn't yeah. play it ever, but yeah.
0: That's going to get in a lot of people's minds if it's out there for free, so that's good. Mm -hmm. Let's get into his actual top five. Uh, Coming in at number five is Overcooked. This is, uh, we talked about a couple of times this year, Dom, you uh, want the return of Couch Co-op. You feel that like, oh, I think a lot of people feel as if Couch Co-op was kind of going away, and it seems like now it's coming back. And Overcooked is a great exercise in Couch Co-op patience. Uh, A lot of people love it. Uh, If you're not familiar, it's a game where two people on the same screen, or up to four people, I believe. It's one to four people. Um, and you work in teams trying to make dishes and get them out on time and there's a timer and it kind of works with that whole star system so if you do really good and you get perfect you get three stars if you do okay you get two stars one you uh terribly you get one star um Overcooked seems like a cool game i never got around to playing it it's on almost every platform uh did you get a chance to be Dump no
1: um i don't want to play it by myself i don't think that's It's meant to be played, although I think there is an option for that, but yeah, definitely don't want to play with other people because I'm not someone who has a lot of patience with others. (laughs) I I just know, yeah, that this would just cause huge issues in my household if I were to turn it on.
0: Yeah, it's it's a it'll do more damage than good, right? Um, yeah, yeah, so if you're going to be playing this, definitely play with somebody that either they know you have good patience or you know they have good patience or yeah they're okay with you not being patient. Uh, right, it's if they, they're accident. okay with
1: being yelled at and they yeah. understand that, yeah, in the heat of the moment, yeah.
0: Exactly. Uh, number four, this is a game you had experience with, uh, Mark's Alien Nation. Uh, this came out earlier in the year. Uh, I, I believe uh, a lot of people felt that this wasn't as good as Dead Nation, but it still was a pretty solid game, right?
1: Yeah, I never played Alien Nation. I did play Dead Nation this year. Dead Nation, my bad, okay. But they're similar enough. Uh, I mean... The same game, right? Just aesthetically, there are different environments, different setting, and all that. And it's just a PS4 game, whereas Dead Nation is a Vita game, so I'm sure it looks quite a bit better too. But same idea, twin stick shooter kind of thing. Um, yeah, Dead Nation was really fun, but yeah, I, I, I think a lot of people did like Alienation too. But...
0: I think uh, some of the complaints were they made it a little bit unnecessarily obtuse. Like I think some people, uh, some people felt that Dead Nation was good the way it was, and it seems like alienation was over complicated for no reason except for being complicated but um it still was a solid game it got high marks um so number three on his personal list he has final fantasy 15 so last time we talked to jordan he said he wasn't too far in i think he said like an hour and a half so over the course of the last couple of weeks he's probably put some more time into that i haven't played it yet it's a game i want to get around to we've talked about it numerous times i'm not familiar with final fantasy i want to jump in somehow but it's kind of like that metal gear solid situation a little bit different obviously because it's not one whole story but uh they're all different, but yeah, it's it's interesting. Final Fantasy 15 definitely has a lot of people giving it high praise, and a lot of people saying that it's an okay game. And it's weird what they're doing with the updates of kind of completing the story, right? So, what's your what's your interpretation of Final Fantasy 15?
1: Yeah, kind of the same as you because I've never touched anything in the entire series ever, um, and this seems like it's as good of an entry point as any of the games in the series. But if you look back, like before this. Um, what like what Final Fantasy game am I going to go back and play today? It's just not like, as someone who never played any older JRPGs, like, none of them are just going to hold up. Yep. So this would be a good spot to jump in. I'm really very, very curious about it. I was surprised at how uh, how well it was received critically. So yeah, I'm kind of curious too. I might pick it up one day if it's on sale.
0: Well, I think the big thing too is it's not turn-based combat anymore really. So that's a, an easier entry point for people who are not familiar with JRPGs. And also, uh, if I don't get around to this final, the final fantasy seven remake is definitely the, the one I will get into just because, that, yep. Yeah, I definitely want to do that as well. Final fantasy 15 has been in development for so long and it was unsure if it was going to be good. A lot of people do think it's good, which is awesome. But final fantasy seven is regarded as a great game. You know, some people think that other final fantasies are better, but they never say that it's a bad game. And as long as they don't do too much to it, um, I, I'm definitely in for final fantasy seven. So it's not too surprising 15s on his list, uh, Jordan likes his JRPGs. Um, number two, Ratchet & Clank. This is the remaster slash uh, up-res of uh, Ratchet & Clank with a few minor tweaks. Um, beautiful. Apparently, it looks even more gorgeous on a PS4 Pro. Uh, you played Ratchet & Clank, so him having it too, is that a surprise or do, is that, you know?
1: No, no, it's a great game. <clears throat> and it, I would have anticipated he had this high on his list um, knowing he loves third-person action games. Um, this, It just looks so good. And it's hard to say much else about it, but it just looks – so it's so pleasant to look at. It just makes you feel good. And then it's also fun. There's lots of cool, uh, creative, different kinds of weapons. Um, you know, it's a fun little game
0: yeah, right up think Jordan's that, alley. Yeah, I think, it's a, I think it's a great experience, and I think it's a – like, for better or worse, video game junk food of, like, you know, a lot of people who bought that game already played it the first time around. So it's like I just want to re-experience it the way I imagined in my head and not the way it actually looked. Um so yeah, I'm I'm not surprised there. Number one in his list: condom break. Uh, this isn't a surprise either. He's talked about this being his game of the year for a long time, and it was kind of going to be surprising if anything passed it. He loves superhero games. Um, you know the he owns a PlayStation. His family also owns an Xbox, so it's interesting that an Xbox One exclusive is his game of the year. Uh, if you didn't notice, uh, shocker to most people, Jordan didn't have Uncharted 4 on his list. Which, if you follow the show, that's not surprising. Uh, he has his own opinions on that, but um. Yeah, Quantum Break is a solid game. I'll probably get into it more when we talk about it, because uh, it is on my list. Spoiler alert. But, uh, yeah, it's a solid game. It does feel like a superhero game without the guy being technically a superhero. So I understand completely why he enjoyed this game. Uh, the shooting mechanics are great. Uh, the time powers are great. Um, yeah, so it's it's interesting that this isn't getting talked about more for people's uh, Game of the Year lists. Um, as far as it being on the list, I doubt it will be on a, a majority of people's The Game of the Year, but... It seems like it's getting forgotten, and I do think it's a, a very solid game. So, yeah, do you want to go next to your game of the year list?
1: Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Um, so, I have a couple honorable mentions as well. So, let me swing through those really quick. First of all, Telltale's Batman. Um, talked about it a ton already. Really, like, great Telltale game. Absolutely, despite some technical issues. Um, next on the list, Fire Emblem Fates. I played. And I can't even remember what the two of them are called. I played the one that's easier. Conquest Birth- and
0: Birthright? Yep. yeah,
1: Birthright. That was what I played. Um, really cool. super. I mean, I was brand new that, to that whole genre. Um, so I had fun. The story was engaging. Yeah, the gameplay was interesting. So, um, Next on the list, Battlefield 1. Um, so I just wanted to point this out. Even though I didn't play the actual game, I probably put about 8 to 10 hours into just the beta. Um, and that says a lot that it was just one map and two game modes that i played all that time in one single 24-hour day so that tells you something maybe i should have bought that game but that tells you a little bit about you know how i felt about it at the time so uh next on the list fallout 4's dlc so there were i think four different dlc packs um three of which i played uh there was one about some robots i can't remember what they called that that was pretty good um but the uh, piece de resistance, uh, Far Harbor, awesome, Far yeah. uh, Harbor, um, yeah, that was some like that was a great piece of DLC. Really big, whole giant new section of the map, um, story that was more interesting than most of the other story uh, that was going on in Fallout Four. So, really enjoyed that. And then Nuka World was actually probably my favorite piece of DLC uh, for Fallout Four. Giant, giant theme park they put you in. Called Nuka World. Um, just tons of personality and, and life going on in that place. I thought it was really fun. So, <clears throat> the last piece of DLC I didn't even touch. The vault building. Uh,
0: okay, yeah.
1: Hubba Lub. I didn't. <clears throat> I never got into any of the crafting, or any of the base building stuff in that game. The crafting of like guns and armor was really cool, but uh, yeah, I was. I didn't really go near any of the other uh, building stuff uh, beyond what they required in the game. So, I had no interest in that one really, but. Overall, Fallout 4 wrapped up in a big old box of all this DLC and everything else. Awesome game. Was it worth the season of... pass? I think so, especially because I got it. It's crazy to me that they actually raised the price of their season pass from $30 to 50 Um, right around when they were going to drop the first piece of DLC. So, it was... And then they told people that that was going to happen like a week before they actually raised the price, Yeah, which was probably a good strategy because a lot of people were probably like me and said, oh shit, well... I'm going to buy that season pass now. (laughs) (laughs) Just that last piece of motivation I needed. Because I knew I was going to play that DLC one way or another. Um, So, yeah. Um, I think it was worth the $30. Even I would say it was even worth the $50. Um, Of course, that's if you're really into Fallout 4 still. So, loved all that. Tons of fun. So, those are some honorable mentions. On to my top five games of the year. Um, So, for these five... um, not necessarily my personal favorite games in this order, although they they are, but you know that's not <laughs> what this list happened to be based on, the criteria I used in my head. But just the games that I thought were just the best games um, as a total package that were released this year that I played or had enough experience with <clears throat> uh, to know. So, number five, Doom.
0: Solid um, game. Yep.
1: Yeah, definitely deserves to be an most people's uh, top lists Uh, for 2016 awesome game there's not much i can think of to say is bad about this game it does everything it wants to do and it does it very well and it's does not shy away from the fact that it's a doom game yep and and it's awesome in that sense uh the what do they call it glory kills are super satisfying even after eight to ten hours of playing the campaign, those still like were satisfying. Even though you're seeing them over and over again, it still, it still was so much fun. So, Doom was a great game. You mentioned uh, multiplayer was a little lackluster. I never even went near it, um, but that's you know, had it been a little more uh, positively received, I might have ended up, you know, checking it out. Cool. That maybe it could have moved it higher on the list, but I'm not too worried about it. I don't necessarily detriment it based on that, but it just. That's one thing that it could have had that if, if it were amazing multiplayer that could have pushed it higher up. but
0: also, I think another big part of it that not, not many people talk about is so a lot of people love Halo and they love the single player and they love the multiplayer and a lot of people love Forge. The thing with Doom is that it had a snap map mode which allowed you to make your own maps and game modes and stuff like that and I think that's a very, it's going under the radar. I think a lot of people are talking about that because the single player is so solid and the multiplayer is so lackluster but snap map is a third mode and it's a very strong mode and it's for people who love that universe and love those tools and there's people making awesome stuff with it, you know? Just like when you give anybody tools and they're that invested, they're going to come up with some really cool stuff, um, i.e. Griff Ball in, in Halo. So um yeah i agree with you doom was a solid game it's it's funny because people tend to forget how long that game was in development but and people were actually kind of worried and this was the first signs of bethesda not giving out review copies right away and the game turned out to be great so um yeah i think doom's a solid game i i'm happy to see it on your list so
1: i'm glad you point out the snap map stuff because i didn't go near that either um but from the sounds of it yeah it's not getting the attention it deserves so uh, let's see. Next on the list, number four, Dishonored 2. Um, I had a ton of fun with this game as well. And I've actually just heard a news story today that it should have already gotten or is soon to get a patch for a new game plus mode that substantially changes, um, the replay value that you'll get out of this. So, instead of just starting a new game with, uh, the other character that you didn't play as the first time, now you can start a new game plus game Where you start as the other character, but you now have access to both of their abilities. Oh, that's cool. And you get to keep, uh, being a new game plus, you get to keep all the levels you had gained already from the last game. And all the, what what they call bone charms, um, which are different, varying uh, things you can equip to change statuses of certain things. Um, That's about the best description you can give them. And then all the runes uh, you get to keep that actually gave you your level, so cool, that stuff carries over, and I think that, to me, that, you asked me a while back, a couple weeks back, if I was going to get back into this game for a second playthrough anytime soon, and my answer was probably not soon, but I do want to eventually, and after hearing about that, I'm like, yeah, I want to get back into this now, um, super good incentive to keep playing the game, um, you know, probably helps with keeping people from, people from selling it secondhand and that kind of stuff, too, so, but... I've said it before, Dishonored two awesome game, the level of freedom it gives you to do literally everything is it's phenomenal. It's hard to explain it. I don't, I've not played a game that, um, gives you that same sort of that same feeling of freedom in everything you want to do. There's, you know, for each mission, there's five different ways you can reach that outcome or more or less, but then there's 10 different ways that you can do each of those five different things. Um, it's just, it does something that I don't think many games, uh, have achieved so, um, no regrets having that number four on the list here. Number three, Gears of War four. I I absolutely love this game, dude. Like, you and Jordan need to pick this up. I don't know how much you were into these games previously, but I used I loved all the other games except I never played the Judgment, but one through three I absolutely adored. So I knew, you know, this was one I didn't even plan on playing this year. Um, I told myself I was going to wait till it dropped, uh, it went on sale to pick it up, but I couldn't help it. And shortly after it came out, I was like, oh, I need to play this. Like, I just have to. And thank you, Microsoft, for making your first-party games available on PC so I could do so. Yep. Um, I, Like, that's, that's an awesome thing they did. I was skeptical you didn't have about to buy how a, it...
0: You didn't have to buy a whole new console to play it. You're just like, oh, I got to buy it and play it on my PC, so...
1: Yeah, no, I, I, when they first announced that, I was kind of skeptical of whether or not it was smart for them, uh, like profit-wise. But I could care less, and they, if nothing else, even if they, they're losing tons of money, they're building a whole ton of goodwill on that. Yep. But I, I don't think it's... I think it's a great decision by them, and I, I'm sure it will, in the long run, help them tremendously. So, Gears of War, super fun game. Same gameplay that I was already so in love with. A couple tweaks, a couple new guns, and a few added features, nothing crazy, but in four, the story was way more engaging than any of the previous games. Even you know the whole thing with Marcus and Dom and uh, whichever one's wife it was and something. When I, point Dom's being, wife. I don't even yeah. yeah. Point being, I don't even hardly remember it all. Yeah. Um, whereas in four, I felt the story was much better. The way they kind of they kept Marcus around um, as that sort of mentor figure. Um, no spoilers. I'm not gonna say if something does or doesn't happen to him. I don't know. Well, I do know, but you don't, if you didn't play it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, super fun game. And I don't know if I pointed this out before, but the very last mission of the game, one of the best missions, and probably not up to that one in uh, Titanfall that you keep pointing out, but the last mission of Gears of War 4, they reward you in such a great way for playing through that whole game. It's, I don't want to say too much, but it's really cool what they did with this last mission. Um, a little bit different than... Most games in that sense, but I don't want to give it away. So, number two on the list, Dark Souls Three. Now, this was where I had to make a choice between two and one, um, but Dark Souls Three, honestly, probably the best Dark Souls game, Soulsborne, whatever. The best, you know, one of From Software's games. I think, technically, uh, gameplay design and everything else, I think it's by far the best Dark Souls game. Everything about it was pretty darn near perfect Um, haven't touched the DLC yet but I'm going to get into that at some point even though I just said all that about this game I still personally am always going to like Dark Souls 1 more just because that was my first my entry point to the series and it just brought me you know introduced me to a whole new style of game and um, really taught me a lot about myself too and kind of gives you that sort of patience with yourself different than the kind with Overcooked because I can't put up with others who are incompetent but if I made the mistake myself, you know, I, I can own that um, and learn from it. And it, It's such a rewarding game. But yeah, Dark Souls 3, getting back to it, um, great game. Same with all the other ones. I'm not huge into the story and the lore around these. A lot of people get into it, and, I'm, and for, you know, for what I do know about it, it's really cool. But that's not you know, the main draw for me. It's that gameplay um, and the feeling of reward when you finally beat that boss that's been kicking your ass for 30 attempts. It's like there's nothing else that gives you that feeling. Um, maybe winning the Super Bowl. I don't know. Uh, number one on the list, no surprise here. Uncharted Four. Um, we've talked about it in previous episodes, but this is pretty darn neat. I'm, I'm not going to say it's a perfect game, but it's to me, it's a 10 out of 10. There's nothing that I really would want would have wanted them to do better or change in this game. It's just it does everything as good as it possibly can. It improves upon. Previous titles in the franchise um, in every way. The story is easily the best that uh, that they've had in any Uncharted game. Presentation, the the way the cinematic elements and cutscenes blend in with the actual gameplay is second to none. Uncharted 4 is a fantastic game.
0: I'll leave it at that. So that's your game of the year, your piece de resistance.
1: Yes. I feel like I've been talking for half an hour, but yeah.
0: Yeah, it's, I, I like your list. Um, it's that that choice there between Dark Souls three and and uh, Uncharted four is a tough one, but it, somebody it was had to tough. make it. Yeah, I didn't
1: take it lightly. I put a lot of thought into it. So.
0: Yeah, um, so I guess we'll get into my list. Uh, I have ten games total, but I'll just use do the t- you know six through ten as honorable mentions, uh, I'll try to go through them as quickly as possible. So number ten, I have the Division. This came out in February, I believe. Um, it's a game with a lot of flaws, but it does have a lot of character in it too, and I think it's interesting. Um, a lot of people, like myself, compare it to it's—it's uh, a, it's a, kind of like a loot chaser, kind of like Destiny, but I actually enjoyed this a lot more than Destiny. Uh, the shooting mechanics for both games are solid, but The Division had a lot more personality to me, and it's funny because I'm a lot more of a, a space sci-fi guy, so you would yeah. think that Destiny would be my thing, but The Division, I just liked the post-apocalyptic nature. I liked the, the design of it, I thought it was very well done, I thought the details were very good. I haven't jumped into its a new update yet which seems very interesting, the survival mode which is kind of like uh, H1Z1-esque where everyone's put on this map and the last person standing wins. Matches can last up to 2 hours which is kind of crazy, um, so I don't know if I'm willing to dive in for that, I'll probably, like I'll last till the end. Either way, um, divisions is a solid game. Uh, number 9, Firewatch. This is a game that drew a lot of controversy because a lot of people felt as if It hyped itself up to be something it wasn't. I strongly disagree with that. I think Overwatch has a fantastic story, though it's not very deep. It is interesting. Firewatch. Yeah, did I say Overwatch? Sorry. Uh, (laughs) Easy uh, mistake to make. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So Firewatch, um, its story is very interesting. I don't want to spoil the end of it, but there are... So one of the complaints people had is that at the end of it, it kind of draws you into the end of the story that has nothing to do with anything else that was going on. But actually, there's a lot of footprints in the grass along the way that kind of lead you towards this conclusion if you pay attention and i felt that the voice acting was very phenomenal because it's kind of like one of the major proponents of this game but um the game looks beautiful itself too um i think there's a lot of indie games that did a lot of stuff better but i do appreciate experiencing uh firewatch um what else uh let's see here uh Oh, another honorable mention, this isn't in my top 10, but Virginia. I actually wrote a review on this. You can check it out at our website, ControlledInterest.com. Uh, Virginia is a very solid game. It's another indie game. It doesn't have a single line of dialogue in it, but it's a very solid game. Um, I like it a lot. Uh, it, it's very weird, and it's very sci fi but it's very crime drama as well. If you had a chance to play it, definitely pick it up. It's a really, really interesting experience. Um, number seven, Timefall 2. Uh, a lot of people had issues with this game, um, it didn't sell very well because of its timing of it releasing. I thought the the, the the single player was as creative as any shooter campaign I've played in a very long time. Uh, I've talked about Effect and Cause uh, being one of the best FPS missions of the last 10 years, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, the multi- the multiplayer is good, I think it's very solid. I think Titanfall 2 is a very solid game, you can put it up there with the Call of Duties and the Battlefields, if not better in some instances. but. Yeah, Titanfall 2. I think it was a tremendous experience. I'm super happy to play it. Um, I'll play anything that those the respawn guys that were formerly Infinity Ward will make. Um, number six, The Final Destination. Final, the Final Destination. Jesus, <laughs> the Final Station, which essentially, in some ways, at the end of the game, is there is a final destination. Um, it's as the zombie tra- uh, slash train simulator I talked about uh, practically at Nauseam this year, uh, here and there. Uh, it's it's very cool. It's a small indie game side scroller. I like the mix of genres. I like that you kind of piece the story together. Um, I like, it's funny, I like stories that, uh, video games have very strong stories and tell it to you very well. But I also like games where it's super obtuse and you have to kind of piece together the story yourself too. Both of those can be done really well and I enjoy both of those when they're like top notch. Um, So yeah, Final Station, I think that's a great game too. Put it on your wish list. It'll be on a Steam sale soon and you should definitely pick it up and play because it's great. Uh, It's also available on uh, Xbox One, I believe also on PS4. Uh, number five, Quantum Break. Uh, we talked about this for Jordan's list. I'll get into it a little bit. Uh, Quantum Break is uh, a fantastic Microsoft exclusive. Uh, whether or not Remedy continues it or if they go back to Alan Wake, I think Quantum Break is a great game. It's a great standalone game. Uh, the time manipulation is fantastic. I like time travel a lot. Uh, I think a lot of people do. And um, they have some great phenomenal actors in this. Um, my only downside to this game, like I talked about in last week's episode, uh, when I was talking about playing it, is that the TV show portions are good. Like, I think they're an interesting take, but there's a couple of actors in that TV show that are just bad actors. Uh, I don't think it has anything to do with the writing. I think the writing's fine. There was just some people that were terrible actors. And I'm assuming it was a had to be a budget thing because, I mean, they got Littlefinger from Game of Thrones, who he was probably a pretty penny, you know? Um, And they the main actor obviously and then also I forgot his name. Sorry about that But the guy from Lord of the Rings uh, Who's the brother of the main the main character, but uh, yeah, I thought the game was solid I think if you own an Xbox it is a must-play If you're able to get this on sale, I think you definitely should it is in my opinion one of the best games of this year Uh, it's very fun the time powers are really awesome and uh, Yeah, I think it's I think it's a really cool superhero game funny thing too so the, guy, the main actor of Quantum Break is the guy who plays uh, Iceman in the X-Men movies, the X-Men franchise. And early in the game, when somebody sees his powers for the first time, he's like, what are you, some kind of x Men?" It's a really funny throwback to that of him, uh, his real acting uh, in real life. So I thought that was funny and interesting. Um, next up on the list, Doom. Uh, Dom talked about this already, fantastic game. Uh, there's nothing bad about this game in its single-player uh, multiplayer is a lot cluster. snap maps fantastic best soundtrack of 2016 hands down oh yeah the soundtrack Definitely. for doom is fantastic as you saw at the game awards if you watched it excuse me um, it just it felt so satisfying and uh, yeah the, the story is there but that's not the point of doom you know uh, and I just love that like even at the beginning of the game you kind of wake up from the dead kind of and it's just like there's cold stuff and it's like it knows what it is and i appreciate that um i think it's kind of like what duke nukem has been trying to do forever but this actually nails it um i think duke nukem tends to be over the top just for being over the top sake and i think doom is doing it from its sense of personality um i thought doom was fantastic and i can't wait for the follow-up if they're called doom 2 like if this is a you know, just a reimagining or a relaunch of the franchise. So, can't wait for that. That'll be definitely a day one for me, um, the follow-up to this game. Uh, number three, Dark Souls 3. Dom did a fantastic job covering everything, so I don't know what else is left to say. I do agree with you that though this is the best game in the three games, I do like Dark Souls the most just because it's that nostalgia. I never played a game like Dark Souls, just like you, and it it was different, right? And it changes uh, you. Yeah, it's like... It's kind of like the Toy Story franchise. Like, Toy Story 1 will always be my favorite, but 2 and 3 definitely make those movies better. And they, they tweak what made the original Toy Story good and even do them in a, a more refined, better way. But Toy, the first Toy Story will ever, always be my favorite. It's kind of the same thing, um, except in Toy Story 2 isn't way a way far departure than the rest, kind of like Dark Souls 2 was. Um, but yeah, Dark Souls 3 is fantastic. Uh, a lot of people have some issues with Ashes of Ariandel, the DLC. I thought it was pretty interesting, um, it was kind of short, but, um, yeah, I think it's a shame that we're not going to be getting a Dark Souls game for a while, hopefully that means we'll be getting Bloodborne 2 for PlayStation gamers, but From is definitely one of, if not the most underrated developer in the world, because their games are phenomenal, and, uh, Naughty Dog does make solid games, and, but they do get a lot of credit for it, I think From doesn't get as much credit as they deserve, um, they were left off of a lot of categories in Game Awards, um, this year, and it's kind of a shame because Dark Souls Three is a phenomenal game. It is one of the best games of the year. So, um, number two, I have Overwatch. This is a game that I uh, I've had a f- talk about to Jordan and Dom because they don't really play multiplayer games, and Overwatch is a fantastic game. Um, Blizzard, when they decide to go into a genre of video game, they nail it completely. You can look at their resume. Um, they have the MMO. You know, uh, they have Practically, uh, you would say they had the hero shooter um, and like they, they just do every everything they go into they do it so well And overwatch is a game. It's probably the only game on this list that a Majority of people will still be playing five to ten years from now A lot of these games people go back and play but overwatch does have the most legs out of any game released this year um, and The way they constantly update the game and improve it and change the meta and improve problems and listen to player feedback and hold events they held a halloween event well they held an olympic event with the special olympic game mode they held a halloween event with a special halloween game mode and and loot boxes and they're doing the same thing for christmas so like they're keeping people involved but it doesn't seem like bad or nasty it's very genuine um, I can go on and on about Overwatch, the fact that it allows anybody to play. You cannot be good at shooters and play a healer or a tank and feel perfectly fine and feel like you're contributing to the team. The fact that they shy away from being to- a toxic environment where you can never see your, your teammates kills and deaths. Um, you only see your own statistics, which provides a lot of um, breathing room for you not to feel so angry at the rest of your team when a lot of other shooters, yeah. that's kind of in the forefront of you seeing like, oh, I'm doing the best on my team, the rest of my team is garbage. Um, yeah, and it, it relies on teamwork, and I think there's a character for literally anybody who wants to play. There's a character for any kid to relate with, which I think is huge. They have characters from every creed and walk of life. They have a, a an Indian character, a Native American character, an Egyptian character, a white guy, a you know, black guy. Like They have something for everybody to relate to, and I think that's very solid because uh, it allows everybody to get into this game and feel as if they're a part of it. It's not just a bunch of white dudes on the screen, right? Um yeah, I think Overwatch is a fantastic game, I can go on and on, but sadly it is not my personal game of the year. Uh, So my personal game of the year is uh, actually Inside. Um, This game's fantastic. It's from Playdead, the guys who made Limbo. Um, I think there's a weird stigma that a lot of people feel as if an indie game can't be game of the year, which I think is really weird. Um, Half of my list is indie games, now that I'm looking at it. You know, the likes of Firewatch, Final Station, uh, Inside, uh, Virginia. Um, Inside is a fantastic game, it's the most pixel-perfect game made this year. I think second would probably be Overwatch, in my opinion. Um, but Inside, every animation that's there, every little aspect of that game, every little piece and art detail, like it's just so well made. Um, when you hear this game, took six years to make, but it's only a four to six hour experience and you go and play it and you understand that, like, yeah, okay, I understand that because it's so detail-oriented. and The story is obtuse, and the ending is kind of weird, but I like that. I like having to figure out the conclusion of a story myself, if that's the purpose of the game. Um, I strongly believe that this game, if there is ever a video game art museum, this will be in it. Um, This is as solid uh, a video game as it it is a piece of art. Uh, Yeah, I think it's so well done, and I can't wait for their next game, because Limbo was Good And I enjoyed limbo a lot this game blows limbo out of the water like inside is a phenomenal masterpiece in gameplay and just art and art direction and design and It is a phenomenal game like the fact that it also came to PlayStation is great um, I know a lot of people were like, oh, this is you know, Microsoft's exclusive Let's hold it near and dear but the fact that more people get to play this is awesome because man is this game it's just phenomenal like It's one of those games that I might actually play once a year, once every couple of years, just to get reminded of how good of a game it is. Um, Yeah, so that's my personal list. Um, Let's get into our cumulative uh, controlled interests uh, top five, and then we'll announce our game of the year. Uh, We kind of made our own lists and came to um, some decisions as to what the top five were. Um, We all had very different lists, lists for the most part, but we were able to figure out what exactly made our top five. So we'll go through that. Um, number five is Overwatch. Uh, you heard me talk about this, um, though Jordan and Dom didn't play it. Uh, Dom and I were discussing of like he though he hasn't played it. He respects it and he understands how important it was. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about that, Dom?
1: No, yeah, because we had to do some tiebreakers basically, and and I had to make that decision sort of of uh, even though I haven't I don't have any personal experience with this game. Like I've heard so much about it, and I. Can you know acknowledge and understand what it is and how? Frankly, it's it's a great game. Even though I haven't played it myself, I can still say that. Um, heard enough about it. I mean, can't be bad.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, next up on the list, my personal game of the year. Uh, it comes in at number four. Inside. Uh, you just heard me have a big spiel about it. If you're listening to the whole show. Um, but yeah, Inside's a fantastic game. Um, I really hope. I think Jordan owns it. He just hasn't gotten around to playing it. I really hope Dom gets a chance to play it too. Maybe on his Vita through. Um, What is it called? I always forget the name Remote of it. Play. Yeah, Remote Play. Uh, I think this is a must-play game. I liked it a lot. It's not a long experience, but it definitely is worth the time invested in it. Um, Yeah, so Inside's number four. Uh, number three, this is a game that both Jordan and I loved, um, Quantum Break. Um, Dom didn't play this. Jordan, obviously, was his favorite game of the year. For me, it was in my top five. I believe I had it at number three or number four. Yeah, 4, I think. Um, yeah, Quantum Brick's a solid game. Uh, it is... Uh, I would say it's with, right there with... I haven't played Gears of War 4, but looking at Critical Acclaim and stuff like that for Gears, I, I'm probably going to love Gears when I get around to playing it. Um, but Quantum Brick is one of the best Microsoft exclusives this year. Um, it's probably better than Dead Rising 4. I haven't played Dead Rising 4, but everything I heard is like... Dead Rising 4 is a good game. It's not great. It's just there, which is fine um but like that junk
1: food you talked about
0: exactly um i think quantum break is a game that if you own an xbox you should definitely play it if you like superheroes or superhero s games you should definitely play and if you like time travel super play it like it's such a great experience Um, that's
1: part it sounds like it's up my alley i love to time travel i'm traveling just last week (laughs)
0: yeah um number two um this was a tough decision when it came down to it but number two is uncharted 4 Uh, I didn't play it, so maybe you can say a little bit more about it and why it's so high on our list.
1: It's Uncharted 4. (laughs) What else needs to be said? Oh. Yeah. But no, we've said said so much about it already. It's just a fantastic game. It's a fantastic experience. Um, it's just so good. I don't know what else to say that it hasn't been said already, but well deserving of that spot.
0: Yeah. If I owned a PlayStation 4, I would have played it and I would have probably liked it, um, but I didn't get around to playing it, so I really have no opinions on it. Um, and it seems like Uncharted 4 definitely seems like one of those games that, like, it's better if you're invested. Like, if you were part of the Uncharted franchise, you know? Um, definitely. Yeah, so um, I'm I'm not surprised, and I'm totally okay with it being number two on our list. It's obviously a fantastic game from what everybody says about it. Uh, Dark Souls 3 is our game of the year. Um, you heard our praises from, from Dom and I about this game. Um just a little inside baseball on this, we kind of were trying to figure out what would be the game of the year because Dark Souls 3 and Uncharted 4 were tied in points and uh, we all individually voted and uh, Dom and I both voted for Dark Souls 3 and Jordan voted for Uncharted 4. So no one can ever say that uh, Jordan never gave Uncharted 4 something. Um, it was a really tough decision, both those games are solid, but Dark Souls 3, like I said before my little spiel, um, I think it's very underrated and underappreciated this year. Like. Um, It wasn't in almost like there was a lot of categories it could have been in for the game awards or other places and i think people are just like overlooking it like from is one of the most underappreciated developers like us not being able to have a souls game for a while people are gonna understand what that means to the industry um and it's i think it's because it's dark souls i think if they were making something that was a little more uh, open and friendly to a lot more people. I think it'd be different, but the fact that they make these games that have such a committed community and they're known for being such hard games, I think they kind of have a stigma attached to them and people don't like to talk about them as being a general consensus game of the year or up there for that. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say about dark souls. Now, do you feel?
1: I will add that yeah, you were right about the community for these games being very committed. They're also the biggest assholes and that's kind of the point. Um, <laughs> yeah you know they they that's that's what the game is and a lot of times you you'll get if you ask a certain question in a in a dark souls group for example you might get told the uh, best strategy is to get good g G-M. u g u d good
0: g i t g u um,
1: d exactly yeah um now that being said i mean people are still friendly and uh it's being a part of a community while playing these games for the first time is certainly the best way to do it because you can Learn and discover some of the secrets um, that you wouldn't normally, you know, find on your own. You'd have no way of knowing. So, kind of talking to people about that, about which NPCs will end up doing what, and you know, who to kill, who not to kill, kind of stuff. But if you just straight up ask someone, "How do I beat this boss?" Expect them to just reply, "GIT GUD."
0: Also, um, if you're interested in becoming like a gameplay designer, or you're just interested in uh, what goes on to make a game. There are a lot of companies you can look at to see how formal and very linear uh, level design and gameplay design are handled. But if you want something like, if you want to know how obtuse like level design is made, look at From. They have a map that kind of is attached completely, and they set it up in a way that is like super brilliant in a lot of ways. Um, they're kind of Castlevania-esque system where you'll go through the map and you will end up finding a door that opens up a shortcut to an area you were an area you were at. 15 to 20 minutes ago, maybe a half an hour ago. Um, I think their level design uh, is brilliant. Uh, they, I think they definitely put a lot into making it very seamless. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's Dark Souls is one of those games that you can look in the distance at a building and you'll be there later in the game. Like, anything you see, you're more than likely going to be able to experience. And you can look back on everywhere you've been, and I think that's different to a lot of games. And... Man, I cannot praise that level design anymore because it is—it's phenomenal when you look at it from the big picture of like how everything seamlessly goes into one another. And it's, uh, yeah, I—I'm super yeah. happy to say Dark Souls Three is our game of the year. It's awesome. Yeah,
1: no, you're absolutely right. And the best—the best way I can think to describe it, um, in terms that most—more most people are familiar with—is take a, a one of the dungeons from a 3D Zelda game, and you know, expand it. 10 times the size and make it 10 times scarier and more difficult. It's that kind of like, you know, th- pre-thought that had to go into exactly where everything's placed and where each door is. Um, yep. But even on a way larger scale, that's what in every single minus Dark Souls 2, what every Souls game um, was able to accomplish.
0: Yeah. I, it's, it's a phenomenal game. And uh, I think one thing I want to say too is, I know it seems very intimidating to get into. I was actually super intimidated to ever play the first Dark Souls because I heard it's the hardest game ever. It's so hard, this and that. And then I finally jumped in. And, yeah, you need to have some patience. But, man, it is one of the most satisfying games because when you get it, you get it. Like, when you learn the Dark Souls dance, they're great. And it's just, oh, man. Beating bosses in that game is so satisfying. You You feel like you earn everything you get in that game. Nothing is handed to you you know, so, um, I think heroin. Yeah. I think it doesn't kill you. Well,
1: (laughs) it virtually kills you many times, but anyway.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think, I think we're super cool with giving dark souls three, our first game of the year for what that means. Um, this year was very solid. I think there was a lot of great games that came out this year. It's even hard to narrow it down. Um, and just remember that just because some, some people think that one game is phenomenal and a game isn't good. And it really all depends on what you appreciated the most and what you liked the most. Um, so, you know, all of these lists are completely biased. They're based on opinion. Nothing is, you know, uh, unbiased. Nothing's uh, objective. Um, right. no, so. no
1: one has played every single game that came out this year and is also purely objective because purely objective doesn't
0: exist. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. Except in math. Uh, just, just a recap before we close out the show. Our top five are as follows. Overwatch, Inside, Quantum Break, uh uncharted 4 and dark souls 3. um this has been episode 40 of the controlled interest gamecast um we're going to be heading on holiday break now um we could go through a spiel of what we're going to be playing but i think it's kind of around you know their holidays there's so much going on you don't really know exactly what you're going to get time for but we'll just say that we're going to be playing video games and we'll try to get in as many as we can and as many as we want to get in um thank you guys for listening to us for the first three fourths of a year that we've been doing this uh we kind of started late in the year i think we started mid february well this is episode 40 and we missed a couple so that means we're off like 10 episodes which is like two and a half months so like middle march i think is when we started i'm not too sure sounds about right yeah um yeah so hopefully you join us for the next year um when we're going to try to improve this as much as we can and get as many listeners and followers. And that being said, uh, if you haven't subscribed to us on YouTube and you're listening to this on iTunes or uh, Google Play or somewhere, uh, just type in "controlled interest" on YouTube, and it'll pop right up. And you can subscribe, even if you don't want to watch our YouTube videos and you like just listening to us. Please subscribe if you can. It helps. Once we get 200 100 subscribers, we can get a custom URL. Uh, like I've said before, the more listeners we get, and subscribers, and followers, uh, the better the show becomes because we can get better equipment, and we can get we can make better content, and so forth. Um, share us with whoever you can. It's the holidays. You're gonna have plenty of family around you, whether you want to or not. And uh, share a podcast with them. Let them know that we exist. Um, I think we have a decent product here, and I think, uh, you know, if you're listening, obviously you feel that way too. So we'd appreciate any more ears we can get Uh, in pairs of two or one. Maybe you have a cousin that only has one ear, but he gets to listen to us. That'd be great. Uh, (laughs) I think that's it for the end of the year. We'll catch you guys in 2017. Any closing words on this year, Dom?
1: Happy holidays.
0: Happy holidays, guys. Merry Kwanzaa. Merry Festivus for the rest of us. We'll see you guys next year.